it's Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. podcast we're here to join you weekly to cover oh. weird and spooky stuff supernatural extraterrestrial cryptid culty true crime and this is actually the second time that we're covering this <laughs> because erica's computer took a dump it took a big steamer <laughs> <laughs> guys what sound like? uh, it's not retrograde right <sighs> I'm not I, sure. I Maybe know. it is for my computer. I know nothing. <laughs> wow. Living the dream. Mm-hmm. Living the dream. Terrible. Huh. Okay. So, oh my god. What's <laughs> <crazy. laughs> uh, Okay. What in the... We're just out of sorts because we just have sat here. We talked about all of Tapenade for about 15 minutes, which is, you know, really important. And... (laughs) End result, all of the best. On pizza, put as many as you see fit. And by fit, we mean fit them all in that pizza. It's basically (laughs) olive bread. (laughs) It is. You're not Mm -hmm. wrong. You're not at all. Uh, what else did we cover? I don't know. I guess yeah. our news is. Well, okay. News. Well, I'll, how about I go, I'll go, go first. Go for it. For some reason that makes sense to me. Do your I thing. I'm going to pour more wine because I need it now. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I'm insane. <laughs> yes, you are. And your computer is a shithole it's crazy i swear to all things holy i even checked it i believe you i do believe i don't understand read me a story all right read me a story string of strange incidents in egypt sparks pharaoh's curse speculation that's too many s's (laughs) they did that on purpose i think this person is a horny horny for s's (laughs) is that called an alliteration an alliteration, a maybe, or is an alliteration like um, uh, the B, like buzz is an alliteration, no. or is that an onomatopoeia? What? Uh, no, I was right. <laughs> the occurrence of the same letter or sound at the beginning or of adjacent or closely connected words. What's an onomatopoeia? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pee on you. Oh, oh no. good now. <laughs> <laughs> the formation of a word from a sound associated okay so with that is like buzz. what it is named e.g cuckoo or sizzle 
Sizzle? Sizzling doesn't sound like the word sizzle. Get out of here. Sizzle. (laughs) When I cooked, if it said sizzle, I would have, like, all kinds of things to think about. (laughs) Oh, let me just... Oh, I can't hear it sizzling. Let's turn it up a little. Let's see. Sizzle. You'd get on Coast to Coast be like, my food talked to me. (laughs) It said sizzle. Sizzle. Ew, wouldn't that be gross if it did? You're like sauteing veggies. Sizzle. I don't think you what could ever eat again. Be? You'd probably have to be like no. a raw food vegan because you could never cook it because you'd be like, my food talks I if I cook it. I don't like it. Ew. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't need that. Sizzle. Ew. Sizzle. <laughs> All right. Tell me. Tell me what's happening Super in Egypt. No. Um, okay. So many things. Um, (laughs) there's a series of strange events that have occurred in Egypt over the last week. Um, it sparked speculation among residents that perhaps the country has been struck by a pharaoh's curse ahead of the forthcoming parade of royal mummies. The most high-profile incident took place last week when a massive cargo ship became stuck in the Suez Suez (laughs) Canal. (laughs) Southern Suez. <laughs> Such a struggle. <laughs> I can't read this twice. My body is re- rejecting the idea. <laughs> My body right now is like, don't read this. Why are you reading this again out loud, you psycho? <laughs> I'm like, right? I don't know. Talk to my computer, weird voice in my head. It's okay. See if you guys can figure it out, because I can't. You guys suss this out. I'm going to take a nap. Okay, great. (laughs) Read about this money again. Suez Canal. Tell me what happened. Suez Canal. (laughs) Okay. Uh, This version's turning into something interesting. Um, so about that canal, y'all, uh, it effectively stopped traffic. Uh, can you imagine? Dude, did you know that every single day that it was stuck, it... Was it 400 mil? No, it was like $9.6 billion worth of commerce that they were fucking up. Well, I think it was like, that makes sense probably then, because I read something that was like 400 million an hour or something stupid. It was like 9.6 billion, I think, or 9.8 or something. Total by the end of it? No, per day. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Per day. What are these numbers? They mean nothing to me. I know. And we'll never understand. No one cares, truthfully. I feel like... (laughs) Could you imagine me in the boardroom meeting? Guys, it got stuck. It's unstuck. (laughs) Are we really changed? (laughs) What in the world has... What's what's been broken by this? I saw a uh, gif meme. What is it? If it's not a meme, but it's a meme gif. I think you literally just nailed it on the head. Gif meme. Gif Gif meme. Meme Meme gif. Anywho, I saw one that was like the... the, (laughs) It was really funny to me. Okay. It was Dr. Evil, or no, Austin, when he's stuck in the the first movie. And it's like like the driver trying to unstick the boat right now, currently. And it showed Austin... Sean sent me the article because I hadn't heard about it, and so I immediately responded with that gif, and I was like, I'm so clever. But now I feel like, damn it, I could have been meme, I could have been meme clever. Damn it. Yeah. uh, I'm so bad at meme. I thought it was so funny. 
humor. Uh, <laughs> uh, worth it. Uh, to get that meme. Gif meme. Mm-hmm. Meme gif? Meme gif. I don't know. I don't know. It all sounds great. Uh, so, yeah. It, like, plugged it up and <laughs> we lost the money. Uh, however, mm-hmm. that headline-making predicament was just one of several odd events which have reportedly caused some Egyptians to express concern that bad luck has befallen their country. No. Beyond the stuck cargo ship, last week saw a train crash that killed a staggering 39 people. It's horrible that we've never heard oh. about this. I know. I don't like it. It was just... Yeah. That's a lot of people. That means there's just so much other horrible stuff happening. I know. I would assume. I, I don't know. The collapse of an apartment building wherein uh, 18 people were um, killed. Also, really horrible. Because that's like where you... I feel like your home should be safe. Yeah. Even though I know it's not. And it just... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not... Ugh. And a massive fire at a railway station, which... Thankfully, did not result in any deaths, but did cause considerable chaos. Taken together, the uh, spat of unfortunate events has led some residents to put forward an intriguing supernatural source for the country's current consternation. A pharaoh's curse. (laughs) Specifically, (laughs) they point to a much-anticipated national event set to unfold this coming Saturday, where in 22 royal mummies from the Egyptian Museum, will be transported to their new home in the National Museum of Egyptian Civilization. And as we previously Googled, it's in Old Cairo. Everybody, if you want to hop on that plane and get your little tush over there. Make sure that if you go, that you are vaccinated and have your WHO card because your normal little white card won't cut it when you travel internationally. I learned that. And take pictures. Yeah. Take some (laughs) pictures. Just a couple. And bring us back something. Mm -hmm. We'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elaborate procession has been dubbed the... I can't believe I'm to read this again. Mm. Pharaoh's Golden Parade. <laughs> Hot. And we'll see the ancient remains of the former Egyptian rulers transported through the streets of Cairo, complete with celebrity guests, mm-hmm. musical performances, and various other forms of pageantry. The event will be broadcast on television around the world. It's designed to be an enormous... Oh my goodness. Advertisement. <laughs> for the historical wonders which can be found in the country. As such, and as one might imagine, officials in Egypt have been quick to dismiss fears that there is a pharaoh's curse afoot mm-hmm. with former Egyptian Minister of Antiquities, Zahi Hawass, declaring that the occurrence of these accidents is fake. Uh, or it's just fake. Don't worry about it. No connection. These mummies are not cursing everyone. Calm down your panties. <laughs> end quote that is what they said he went on to note that he personally attended several of the excavations and this is so stupid his rebuttal he attended excavations in which a lot of the royal remains were recovered and he's like I'm fine nothing happened to moi he theorized that deaths associated with the removal of the ancient rulers because apparently they like mm. have had some peeps die were likely caused by mold contained within the bodies which led to fatal bacteria forming. Okay, and uh, like I said before when we recorded, I am convinced that he's... Well, I'm convinced that he only mentioned that because he fucked something up. And bad. he's just immediately, like, preemptively trying to throw blame elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And be like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was that guy. It was Steve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Would be. Additionally, he indicated that 
Injuries attributed to the removal of the mummies could also have been the result of ammonia gas that escaped from their coffins, so mummy farts. For the sake of the Egyptian tourism industry, as well as the spectators in attendance, we hope he is correct and that the golden parade unfolds without any problems on Saturday. Fangies crossed on the golden shower golden parade. parade. <laughs> Love a parade. Mummies, right? I mean, they're good guys. Mm-hmm. I have no qualms. <laughs> Just keep your mold over there. Keep your mold. <laughs> I don't want your mold. Thanks. No, anti-mold. Pro-mummy. Anti-mold. <laughs> I feel like that should be just about everybody's stance on the subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are they wearing masks when they're taking, <laughs> excavating this shit? Because of They mold. shouldn't have full... No, but they should... Like, if they're getting... People are getting hurt from excavating oh. and like, why aren't they wearing like, uh, like full face masks and like, uh, I don't know, some breathing apparatus? Mm. I would be probably because carrying a mask a when I pull in some weeds. of these tiny little places is not great. Nope, I don't care. I'm doing it. Mm. Okay, S- scuba Steve down in there. <laughs> <laughs> scuba steve and people will be like she looks stupid until all of you start dropping like flies from ammonia fart mold ammonia right? fart mold that's a thing the mummies fart out ammonia mold ew probably <laughs> they're like don't remove me i'm gonna do i'll <laughs> oh, no. you've done it <laughs> i'm okay over here i got my scuba gear on <laughs> Can't get me in that mummy curse. I'm on flippers on. Did you say you have flippers on? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just... in my scuba gear. Oh, well. I must be one sealed thing. Nothing can get in. But flippers don't have... They're not part Mind of your... Okay. It's a one piece. That's weird. With flippers <laughs> attached? That doesn't yeah. make sense. They don't come like that. It will. It will when you see it. You want one? Why don't you just get a deep sea diver... Too heavy. ...thing. I guess I can get a hazmat suit. <laughs> it's getting too complicated. Okay. I'll get one of those. I'll double suit. But it'd be so hot. But won't be cursed. No curses in there. <laughs> Would you make sure that it's blessed by something? Can't hurt. True. I'll bring a little kitty. A little kitty can have a double suit. Mm-hmm. I feel like kitties would be good. Mm-hmm. They'll bless it. Blessed by kitties. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, my news. U.S. Navy ships buzzed by unidentified objects. So, this is kind of a little bit of old news, but it's kind of like confirmation of some sightings. Mm. So, last year... I can't wait to hear this again. I know. You get to hear it all over again. Think I'm all about trying it. Trying to forget it. Uh, last year, documentary filmmaker Dave Beatty had been conducting research when he discovered evidence of something remarkable. Records of a series of bizarre incidents involving groups of unidentified objects buzzing U.S. Navy destroyers off the coast of California as recently as 2019. So these events were laid bare in documents later obtained by The Drive through an FOIA request, which suggested that the 2004's Tic Tac UFO incident was by no means unique, which means that the coast of California is tainted. 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> according to certain part of that word. <laughs> according to the reports, the incident, which occurred about a hundred miles from Los Angeles, involved multiple vessels, including the USS Kidd, USS Rafael Peralta. USS Russell, USS John Finn, and the USS Paul Hamilton. Events began around 10 p.m. on July 14th when a mystery object described as a UAV, unidentified aerial vehicle, appeared near the USS Kidd. As the other nearby ships were made aware of the situation, other sightings occurred, with one vessel reporting a flashing red light and another reporting a white light hovering over its flight deck. I wonder if it was just, like, checking out the ships, or, like, the checking out the, the airplanes. Sounds- got a snoopy vibe to it yeah it's got like Snooping. a spy spy vibe they want our tech <laughs> they're like look at those lamos so old school. maybe maybe they're so confused by it they think it's more advanced than it is doubtful I'm they're like hang on to that i can see the rivets <laughs> and crap on that we're in a little tic tac <laughs> uh, anyway so the following night the mystery objects returned again, this time in greater numbers. I want lesser numbers. Many more. The sightings continued for three hours, which is far longer long than time. the operational capability of most commercially available drones. Um, and also, think about this. Nope. You can't fly a drone from L.A. 100 miles out into the middle of the ocean. And if you are on a boat and you send out a drone... Those ships, those government ships, will see your boat. So you can't fly a drone just willy-nilly out there. Not Mm. anything commercial, anyway. Um, And so none of the crews were able to identify what those lights were. And then immediately following the incident, a formal investigation was launched that would end up coming to the attention of officials at some of the highest levels of government. However, no explanation was ever found. Yeah. And like we were saying before, your computer took a massive turd dump um it's still recording right yeah i checked okay <laughs> i'm keeping mine open i'm just like watching it now like, oh god yeah um i'm just wondering if like a lot of conspiracy theorists have been saying that these increased number of sightings and the information dump that has happened over the last year the last couple of years um if that's just the government's way of being like, okay, we're going to be acknowledging this because we anticipate some kind of interaction on a massive scale soon. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. I think I don't you, like it, but I hopefully not too soon. I think they are piecemealing shit out though, so we can get more comfortable to with the idea. Mm-hmm. Unless you're me, you'll never be comfortable. Never comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said in the lost to the void <laughs> episode eh, I don't like aliens and I don't need them here <laughs> and if they come here mm-hmm. I think someone needs to steal one away take it around back see if it bleeds oh my god that's how we get in <laughs> trouble that is how the war starts no it's not because like I said have they not done that to us Maybe they haven't, and they're just implanting memories of this crap. And Why really would they hasn't. do that? That's just as real. So that we don't, in, so we don't interfere with them. No, nope, no. I don't no, know. No, no, no. That's not it. That's horrible. More reason to poke more holes into them. Oh my god, I'm gonna be a UFO ambassador. 
And also, I need them to be susceptible to water. <laughs> and not like signs, like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Just sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> Is that... Did we already talk about that? I don't know. I don't know. We're Guys, so we learned what an alliteration is and an automatopoeia. Well, I knew what an alliteration was because that's what happened in your Well, last I knew one. what an automatopoeia was, so I guess we taught each other things. I don't know. <laughs> when I listen to this later, I'm going to laugh so hard if we've already talked about this in this episode. This is insane. This is uh, the weirdest. Uh, today hey. is a put... Like, my cell phone in the fridge kind of day. That's the day I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Another Mark songs. <laughs> Love that. Well, shall we get to our main, our main subject matter? Our main event. Yeah. Shall we? Yes, why not? So, guys, as promised, but a little late, but still here. Technically on time for us. Uh, we are talking about truck stop horror stories. They can involve the paranormal, hopefully not too many aliens, true crimey stuff, Mm -hmm. so much awful, horrible, mysterious, high strangeness, all the above things we don't even know about occur Mm -hmm. at truck stops and just kind of on the great open road. road. (laughs) Um, and we are going to go over some of them. This is a topic I think we've both been pretty excited to read about and talk about. There's so many stories. What's funny about this is that because Sean and I have been driving back and forth between um, NorCal and where we are currently living, and because we're going to do it again this weekend, he was like, you're really going to talk about that shit tonight? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, I don't want to know about any of it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh my god. I mean, we do end up on the the five, and the five is not great. No. I mean, any road's scary, really. Yeah. If it's wide and open. Oh my goodness. goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Did you want to go first? Uh, Or narrow and close. Oh. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Take your (laughs) pick. All roads lead to the same place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Yeah, this... Erica's got like some big stories. I've got little sprinkles. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> thank you for noticing. Um, <laughs> I worked really hard on that. <laughs> Sorry. So this, this first one up is, I guess, a true crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, story. Mm-hmm. When I first read about this, I immediately had to text it to Liana for her to read because it's just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> I I am. Remember, memory serves right. It was like way late at night too. Um, because it's ago. this story, guys. Buggle up. Hey, that's funny. Cause oh. <laughs> okay. Nice. So, according to the FBI, Highway Serial Killings Initiative, uh, homicidal truckers have left more than 500 victims scattered along America's interstates. Uh, Though the ubiquity of these motoring maniacs 
come on with these letters. Alliterations. Words. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's end it. Goes unmentioned in AAA travel brochures. The peril <laughs> is undeniable. At highway restaurant uh, rest stops, predators outnumber clean toilets. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Can't argue that logic. And a cross-country traveler is far more likely to encounter a budding Ted Bundy than a roadside restaurant serving vegan meals. Bummer for vegans. Bummer for anybody because, honestly, the Vegan's only food the that's available is trash. And it always makes me feel terrible. That's so true. You only talk about so many times. And then you start to <laughs> feel pain. <laughs> um... <laughs> So true. So the words on the Nevada Highway Patrol dash cam recording are faint yet still intelligible. I'll never drive at night again. The date is April 13th, 2011, and Patrick Carnes, age 86, has been pulled over on Interstate 80 near Wells, Nevada, for failing to change lanes while passing a parked police cruiser. Heading home after a family visit to Ohio... The Reno resident is on the last leg of his 2,000-mile journey. Though he has but 350 miles left to travel, the spry retiree's trip will soon veer into uncharted territory. Hmm. One of our nation's most important thoroughfares, I-80, slices through Nevada like a ribbon of caramel through a scoop of butter pecan. What? (laughs) This person got into it, and I kind of like it. I'm on board. Uh, By daylight, this vital asphalt artery bustles with activity but by night the road uh the road's tumbleweed strewn uh backdrop and sparse traffic have earned the poetic name the big lonely oh my goodness the big... <laughs> sorry <laughs> loneliness however is not an affliction riding shotgun on pat carnes's journey in the background of the dash cam footage a large tail can be seen waving gaily. Lucky, a 100-pound Akita mix. He's really cute. Often described as resembling a coffee table with legs. He's along for the ride. So he's got his co-pilot, Lucky. Oh, he's really cute. He's He's a chunker. Oh, chunkers. He's so cute. And it's approximately 9 p.m. when the NHP trooper issues a warning for the lane change violation and sends Pat and his portly hound on their way. Just another traffic stop in the endless procession of vehicular misdeeds and mishaps which comprise the workload of our highway peacekeepers. With time, however, this interaction will prove far from routine. This encounter marks the last earthly sighting, dead or alive, of Patrick Carnes and his sweet Lucky. No. Mm, I don't like the... I don't like any of it, but the hit's hard. Approximately nine hours later and 150 miles away... Patrick uh, Carnes' green station wagon was spotted at a rural, little-used off-ramp outside Winnemucca, Pumpernickel Valley Exit 205. (laughs) No signs of foul play. Oops, hold. Oh! Funky, okay? There it is, okay. (laughs) Got that. (laughs) No signs of foul play were evident and no occupants visible. The 2005 Subaru Forester appeared to have been abandoned. Weird. Hmm. When the car remained in the same position for 48 hours, police opened an investigation and soon learned the vehicle's owner had failed to return from his cross-country jaunt. Pat and his furry passenger had seemingly vanished into the arid wasteland like a fleeting 
desert mirage. Uh, evidence was super scant. The car was found to be in perfect working order and devoid of usable fingerprints. His possessions were intact, as was a map on which he'd plotted his route and indicated chosen rest stops for Lucky's little bathroom breaks. No. Um, the Pumpernickel Valley off-ramp was not marked. Perplexingly, though, the seasoned traveler had been headed west towards his home in Reno. His car was found on the opposite side of the highway heading east. Hmm. Weird. Although these peculiar inconsistencies failed to constitute irrefutable evidence of foul play, there was an additional consideration which gave detectives pause. Despite being rarely used, Exit 205 was no stranger to mystery. Patrick Subaru was not the first missing person's vehicle uh, jettisoned at the out-of-the-way off-ramp. Five years earlier, on February 14th, it was Valentine's Day, 2006, but love was dead. Cold Springs, Nevada <laughs> oh, <no>. resident Judith... <laughs> Guys, like, come on now. Judith Casita left her husband a uh, billet do... What? Bereft of sweet nothings? Okay, whatever. Get out of here with this crazy language. <laughs> Weary of marriage, she was leaving him forever. Okay. She wrote the 62... Uh, she wrote the 62-year-old uh, matrimonial refugee then hit the road. Although her planned destination is unknown, she may have intended to travel to Oregon to visit family. Jeez. The last known sighting... Uh, of the, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. That's so rude. The last known sighting of her occurred later that day at McDonald's franchise in Lovelock, approximately 100 miles from her home. Hmm. Three weeks later, her white 91 Mazda truck was discovered at exit 205. Just like Patrick Carnes' station wagon, Judith's pickup was in perfect working order and the scene lacked overt signs of home style violence. Hmm. So weird. At the time of Judith's disappearance, uh, it received no media attention. Um, depressed over finances and chafed by the bonds of matrimony, it was believed she had either walked away to begin life anew or wandered weeping into the desert to end her pain forever. Oh my mm -hmm. god. Guys, the discovery of Patrick's car at the very same off-ramp shed perhaps a more sinister light on her disappearance. It seemed a curious coincidence for the vehicles of two missing people to be abandoned at the exact mm. same location, especially a super desolate rest stop with, which features no services, no lights, limited access to surrounding landscape. Um, I get super creeped out, by the way. At, I, I will not stop at any place that doesn't have a bunch of people at it. Like it has if to. If there's nobody at the place, I'm just going to, like, even if I'm out of gas, I'm just going to keep going. I'm like, no, no there needs to no, be a lot no, of people no, here. No, no. No. So what happened? Um, it's really weird. Pat may have been dropped, may have dropped a tantalizing clue to his ultimate fate during his final traffic stop. Really? Uh, his, his dog? Yeah, his promise to never again drive at night is not the sole statement that he utters in the Nevada Highway Patrol dash cam footage. What? It catches, the cam footage mm -hmm. catches him saying, quote, I'm only following him because he's going to Elko, he tells the trooper. I'm only what? following him because he's going to Elko. To whom was he referring? Had Pat been traveling in tandem with someone? Perhaps a trucker? The idea was not far-fetched. He had once worked as a truck driver in Southern California. 
and repeatedly had great admiration for those in the freighting industry. Pat's family believes he would have implicitly trusted anyone behind the wheel of a tractor trailer. Only Aww. following him because he's going to Elko. But what? So that person must have said, like, he needed help. And he said, I'll do it because he's going the same way as him. Like, is Elko on his map as a place? Hmm. Furthermore, a big rig can be seen traveling immediately in front of his Subaru in the NHP dash cam footage, as an investigator told KLAS TV Las Vegas. Quote, there was nobody else on the road. He's right behind that rig. Tragically, in the video, the truck's logo is too blurry to be identified. Despite repeated pleas, the driver of the semi uh, has not contacted law enforcement. Interesting. Hmm... At least one person is certain the driver of the Phantom Big Rig, Big Rig knows exactly what happened to Pat and his little sweet lucky. Um, Humboldt County Under Sheriff Curtis Cole has been tasked with investigating the vanished Golden Ager's disappear- uh, disappearance and is convinced that he fell into the clutches of a roadway executioner. The trucker-friendly oh. senior citizen had like- likely become acquainted with the killer at a rest stop oh. further east. Um, that's what he theorizes, and was then lured to his doom with an invitation to rest in the semi's sleeping berth. Like, hey, old man, come on up hey, and get you in the cab doing because this. you're tired. Oh, you really like, this. Yeah, probably because yeah. he was like, oh, you missed doing this? I've got space. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pat's no. disappearance isn't the only highway mystery on his, the sheriff's radar. Um, Death, the investigator believes, prowls the big, lonely, on 18 wheels. A handful of other suspicious cases, including that of Judith, show a sinister pattern most likely attributed to a serial killer. A big rig driving madman has turned Interstate 80 into his personal killing field. Loneliness is no longer the biggest threat to travelers that are on this road. Um, The sheriff believes he knows what happened to the missing travelers. The location of their remains a mystery. Investigators have repeatedly searched the area around Exit 205, even using cameras to examine area mine shafts, but no trace oh. of Patrick, Judith, or Lucky has been found. No. Um, yeah. It's just so weird. It's so weird that... The part that really weirds me out is that they're driving whatever direction, mm-hmm. and they take an exit, and it's like the cars face the other way each time. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. I don't get that part. Oh, it's just so weird. Yeah, I don't. It's the I same person. It's gotta be. I don't like it. I'm just so sad for them, for their family. And there's no struggle, so they definitely like got out of there willingly. Mm-hmm. Oh God, they I'm looking at the dash on. cam footage. That is some grainy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. Well, um, oh. I've got some creepy, creepy beepy stories that have been Love shared it. from Reddit and other places. These are stories from truck drivers, not necessarily of truckers. Not yet. I've got some murderous truckers as well to share with you, which makes me just really not want to get on the fucking road. <laughs> uh, okay. This Redditor said, my mom is a trucker. So this is her story. And this is the story that I wanted to tell you, Erica, that makes me never want to go to the desert. Um, So she was driving through Arizona when she saw what she thought was leaves blowing across the road in the distance. 
blah. This puzzled her since there's mostly pine trees in northern Arizona. And so when she finally got to the, quote, leaves, she realized that they were migrating tarantulas. Thousands of them. Oh, my God. (laughs) There were so many of them that her truck was sliding on their guts, so she had to slow down. She stopped at the first truck stop and told her co-driver to fuel up because he was sleeping at the time because she didn't, she wasn't going to step foot off like outside of her truck after what she had just seen. So her co-driver was pissed since technically it was his time off and he thought that she was crazy until he saw the tarantula guts and legs caked on the inside wheel well of the truck. And I guess she didn't get out of the truck for at least a couple hundred miles after running over those quote leaves. That is the most disgusting thing to me, and I hate it so very much. Um, and I'm sorry, this uh, compilation of stories does not have a Reddit name, like username or anything. So, sorry, guys. Me. New Mexico, Nevada, and Utah are some of the states that, to this day, I still see shit in the skies that I can't explain. I just pictured shit. <laughs> After the spider one, I'm being literal. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, lights rapidly changing direction and taking off at blinding speeds, but no sound barrier being broken. Mm. I've seen lights hovering over the desert several miles off the interstate, but then suddenly takes off and the lights cut out. Yeah. Various shapes and sizes from what I can make out. Oh, Again, <laughs> night driver. I know military aircraft pretty well, and some of them more likely were, but some of them absolutely cannot be any military aircraft currently in mainstream use. Conventional aircraft do not move like that. The most vivid one would be in, at an off-ramp in New Mexico. I stopped to go to the Whiz Palace. <laughs> and I decided to turn it into a 15-minute break since my ass was sore anyway. As I'm stargazing and admiring how clear the sky is, I saw what looked like a formation of lights in the shape of a triangle lift off from the desert floor and then take off into the sky. <laughs> no. <laughs> I kept my eyes on it and just kept gaining altitude until the lights just disappeared. I looked down at my watch and noticed that it's not ticking, so I pull out my phone and it's off. I turn my phone on and according to the time on my phone, it had been five minutes since my watch had stopped. It felt like whatever it was that had um, that it just took off had something to do with it. Could you ever be a trucker? No, I'd fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's horrible. I can't just leave me. <laughs> can't be driving like that. I would want a cat co pilot, though. Oh, yeah. A little kitty, little suction cup hammock on the window. Yeah, it would definitely need a kitty hammock so it can just kind of like be this fluffy window surfing kitty. Mm-hmm. It would <laughs> be you. so happy. Okay, so this one actually does have a name attached. This is from Mystery First. This person says, I was driving through Montana headed east, and my company had miscalculated my mileage, so I requested an emergency fuel up. I got a response with the nearest gas station that I could get approved at. It wasn't exactly close, so I turned off the main highway and headed toward my stop. It's pitch black. There's no moon, no city lights, and I haven't seen any headlights for about an hour. That's one thing that I can't stand, like, driving at night. Like, I don't mind driving at night, but if I don't see a car for a really long time, I'm going to be very uncomfortable. It is weird, huh? But then it's weird and it's just like one car with you. Okay, I don't want a car with me. I oh, I need God. lots of cars, but not traffic. Yeah. I don't no. know how. I, I need just uh, some I pleasantries. Need, I need baby bear amount. Just <laughs> right. 
You know what I mean, right? Uh, uh, okay. So, anyway, he hasn't seen headlights for about an hour. Terrible. Um, I'm cruising down the highway and I see something in the middle of the road at the furthest extent of my headlights, so I slow down, naturally, as I approach it. When I come to pass it, I get one good glance at it and slam on my brakes as I pass right in the middle of the highway. All I could think of was, what did I just see? So I back up, looking in my mirror until I see its red silhouette in my brake lights. I pull my brakes, put on my jacket, and grab my flashlight and hop out. First of all, never do that. Ever. Because there's a reason that weirdos do that kind of stuff. That's how they jump you and take your car. They leave shit in the middle of the road. Always avoid don't stop ever. Oh, you know what? That made me you're jogging my memory a bunch. Uh, I read uh, a thing about when you come out of stores. Maybe you even sent to me it. I mean, no, maybe my mom. I don't know where the fuck I just read this yesterday. <laughs> but um, you're going to be like, I sent you that. Um, <laughs> when you come out of stores, they'll leave like money under your wipers because it's to like throw you off to yep. go look at it. They'll put money under your wipers. They'll put stuff on your wipers. They'll also tie stuff to your door handle. That we talked about. That one I remember too, like string or something. Mm -hmm. So people, ugh. Yeah, don't, just, you see shit on your car that you don't recognize. Ignore get in. Either get in or run back in the store and call the cops. Or go back inside the store. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so the guy does a stupid and walks out. So he walks to the back of my trailer and put my lights on it. And there it was. A headless, skinless, mangled corpse. I froze and my jaw dropped. I didn't know what I was looking at. I just stood there in the middle of the highway in the cold, stagnant air. The only sound is the hum of my truck, 50 feet back, watching the steam rise from this pile of meat. There was no fur. There was no clothing. Just a fully intact rib cage with a mess of other miscellaneous bones attached to ligaments. I debated calling the police as the rib cage looked big enough for someone my size, but I looked at my phone and had zero cell service. The nearest town was about 50 miles out. So when I put my phone away and flashed my light around, standing at the end of the road were a handful of coyotes staring at me. Then they started coming through the fence, trotting in my direction. I figured this was the part where I get back in my truck before I get into a situation. So I did. I continued on my way. I still, to this day, do not know if it was human or not. Whatever it was, and whatever had happened, I was almost a witness of. I convinced myself that it was more than likely a deer. I think you could tell the difference between a human and a deer ribcage. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. And it was hit by another truck like my own at highway speeds. That would definitely do significant damage. But in retrospect, I've, I've never seen roadkill missing its flesh before. Okay. That's creepy. Hmm. I haven't really... Had a lot of experience with that myself, so. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, not a lot to compare it to, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. That sounds weird. That person sounds weird. They gave too much away. I like this person's name, and this one's very similar, but okay. this actually is, um, uh, this is similar to what we were just talking about, and I really like this guy's username. Uh, Aaron Rogers' butthole uh, says. <laughs> I used to deliver hot shot freight across the Great Plains slash Minnesota area. One night around 2 a.m. I was hauling across North Dakota trying to reach Montana by morning. I was delivering a particularly valuable tractor part that a farm desperately needed for the following day. I began to notice some highway hypnosis sneaking up on me, but it didn't really bother me because I'd been through it hundreds of times before. Anyone who's driven across North Dakota knows that it's incredibly flat. Like, really flat. Like fucking Kansas, which I've also driven across, and it's the worst. I'm sorry. I'm sure the people of Kansas are lovely. Remember, we're going to pass through it. 
I don't want to drive through Kansas or Nebraska. They're so We'll flat. make it fun. You can't. Oh, we can. You can't. Oh, anyway. We can do well. Oh, we look, just like Kansas, there's all, it also tends to be very straight and long roads. Oh, my goodness. See right there. Fun. <laughs> no, not fun. <laughs> we can count tumbleweeds. <laughs> I've seen tumbleweeds stuck to the front of cars. It fucks up your car. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I remember one time I was driving next to this, like, family like full like the suburban that was full of a family like this dad was clearly irritated as shit driving up the five and he had this monster tumbleweed stuck to the front of his suburban but you could tell that he couldn't see it because it was just below his line of sight and i pulled up next to him and i saw it and i was like oh shit so i like get his attention i like wave and he like looks at me and i was like i mouth like tumbleweed and i point to his front of his car and i see him go fuck and i was like yeah, okay bye good luck because you could tell you could tell we were in the middle of nowhere on the five so you could tell that he was like i'm done i've got like 12 kids in the back of this stupid car and now i have a tumbleweed stuck to my front uh, good times <laughs> anyway guy. this fool driving middle of the night flat long oh my <laughs> goodness <laughs> What? I don't know. Anyway, he says that it's somewhat easy to see things on the road that are far away, even at night. Even flat and long things. Well, it's funny that you say that. I noticed something long on the road. It's the greatest day. <laughs> something long on the road spanning my entire lane, approximately half a mile in front of me. Ew. I slowed down a little and prepared to move into the opposite lane, thinking it was some retread off a blown tire. As I got closer, I noticed it was two people laying head to toe across the entire lane. I swerved into the other lane, successfully avoiding them, and came to an almost complete stop. But they didn't move. Not an inch. I was just about to back up and check on them when I remembered a story that an old greyhound, gray, greyhound, greybeard, <laughs> an old dog told me a tale. Honestly, I was thinking of greyhound bus. <laughs> I'm imagining the dog that's wise telling it. I love greybeard. Greyhounds, they're so cute. Gray buses. Gray buses. I was about to say Greybeard because he says Greybeard. <laughs> getting so confused. I love Greybeards. Love gray buses. <laughs> Greyhounds, heard of them? Love them. Gray buses. <laughs> what is... Anyway, he remembers a story that an old salt told him. An old greyhound. <laughs> old dog so he told me that in certain remote areas people will lie down in the middle of the road and wait for a car or truck to stop and see How what's going on insane is that especially considering that this sounds like a road where you kind of like zone out mm, mm-hmm. like that's an insane you would put like mannequins out that's the smart move right yeah, well, because then they go and look at it and then you're already ready to like do your thing well at that point, the road layers, along with whoever else is hiding in the nearby bushes, will beat the shit out of the driver and steal his vehicle, leaving him in the middle of nowhere. Okay, that's like the best case scenario. Yeah. Because Only very likely they'll just kidnap like you and eat you or something. You. Yeah. So the guy decided not to back up, and when the two people on the road saw me put my truck back in gear and drive away, they both got up and walked toward the shoulder. I called the police and explained what happened, but we were so far away from civilization, I doubt anything came of it. Thanks to that old greyhound, I got to keep my truck and my job and my teeth. (laughs) We salute you, old greyhound. (laughs) (laughs) You cutie. 
shit. <laughs> Tell me a story. <laughs> now that um, we've talked about an old greyhound. <laughs> I mean, uh, this one's kind of longer. Oh my goodness. But I guess I can do it. Okay. Okay. So this is a story called The Phantom of the Truck Stop. Um, <laughs> it's by Stephen Wagner. Shout out, Stephen. Is it like a story I'm... or is it yeah. real? Oh. Is it a real story? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, the life of a long-haul trucker is a difficult one. Long, tedious hours on the road away from family. Blue, 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 blah, blah, blah. No one cares. I am oh. one. <laughs> That's rude. No, no one does. No, we do. <gasps> but we don't. Do we? We do, because they okay, bring us don't. all of our shit. <laughs> okay. Yo, well, yeah. I just don't care more so about this um, flowery introduction. Oh, okay. Then, yes, I don't care about I the get flowery. rid of that. Okay. His story, care about. I am an over-the-road truck driver, and I drive across all of the lower 48 states. I see some unusual things from time to time, but nothing compares to what I encountered. In oh, Palestine, my. Arkansas, June Ooh. of 2011, I was on a long haul from Detroit, Michigan to Houston. Damn. This was day three of my trip. I was beginning to run out of driving hours for the day. I noticed a truck stop gas station on the side of I-40, pulled off, and decided to call it a night. I was running ahead of schedule, so I was going to have myself a long 14-hour break instead nice. of the usual 10. Off the bat, didn't like the area, mm. but had no choice. The bathrooms were unkept and no. had enough graffiti on the walls to classify itself as an inner-city truck stop, no. <laughs> even though I was practically in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it was also a small shop with parking for only a dozen trucks. After washing up, I purchased a new work knife, some hot food, and headed out to my truck. I sat in the captain's chair and listened to the radio while I ate dinner with the windows down, letting the dry uh, wind in. The Mississippi River had just begun flooding, but there hadn't been any rain in over a week. The surrounding area was beginning to look like Nevada more than Arkansas. I finished my <sighs> meal and cleaned up a bit. I slid out of the seat and onto the pavement as a gust of warm wind hit me. I strolled over to the dumpster, tossed my garbage inside, and began slowly walking back to my truck. I fished out a filterless cigarette and leaned against the bug-splattered side of my truck and lit it with my lighter. I enjoyed the smoke as I watched the sunset. A few more trucks had backed into spots. I spotted one guy walking out of the store with a bottle of beer in his hand, looking around nervously as he quickly strode over to his truck. <laughs> the life of a trucker, something interesting and new every day, risking his job over one lousy beer. I climbed back into the cab of the truck. Wait, back. pause. Can they not sit in the back of their truck and have a beer if they're on like a 14-hour break? Yeah. Because, I mean, I know that you're technically or drinking maybe... inside of a vehicle, but if you're in like the back, because, I mean, when we were flying, we weren't allowed to drink if we were on like a less than 10-hour or 8. I don't remember how how short it was. but I think if you have any open container in a vehicle, you're not. It's not okay. Yeah. Even if it's like a separate cab, that's so weird. All right, sorry. Um, yeah. Questions for truckers that <laughs> I have. <laughs> I climbed back into the cab of the truck, dropped back into the sleeper berth, changed into a pair of PJs, and lay down to get some rest. I didn't bother setting an alarm. I felt sleep creep over me and accepted it as I drifted off into dream world. I woke okay. with the cab of the truck rocking violently. No! Knocking the no. bottle of water it placed on my nightstand over onto the floor. I sat straight that's up. Rude. I uh, fully awake and pressed the button on the truck's radio alarm. It was shortly after 3 in the morning. Witching hour. I reached down mm -hmm. and grabbed the bottle of water that had fallen, twisted the cap off, and took a few gulps before wondering what rocked my truck so violently. 
Then I remembered the wind. I settled back down, got my heart rate back below 100, and laid my head on the pillow. The truck rocked again, knocking my ashtray over that I had set in the cup holder and once again tossing my water bottle onto the floor. So rude. Creepy. I flipped on the overhead light, slid on my shoes, and grabbed another cigarette from my pack. I opened the curtain, sat in the captain's chair, and shut off the sleeper light. I opened the door and noticed that it had cooled down considerably. I shut off the truck, pocketed the keys, and climbed down onto the pavement to look around. At this time of night, I would not get out. Me either. The truck stop only had lights around the gasoline pumps, and their light could not reach the truck parking area. Uh. I looked around a moment, lit my cigarette, then noticed something. Uh. The wind had stopped blowing. Get back in your truck. What had caused my truck to rock so violently? No. Earthquake? I knew that a few had been reported around Memphis, and I was probably close enough to feel a tremor, but that rocking motion did not feel like an earthquake. It felt like the wind hitting the side of my truck with a strong gust. God. Curiously and cautiously, I walked around the front of my truck to the passenger side and looked down the length of my trailer. Oh my goodness. I noticed (laughs) movement. No, no, get back in. (laughs) Low to the ground, about four feet. Mm. Not fast. I used my keys to unlock the passenger side door. Jumped up and grabbed my large flashlight from my overhead storage compartment. I climbed back down and closed and locked the door. I clicked on the light and shined it down the side of my trailer. (gasps) There was a young girl standing (gasps) off into the field, about ten feet behind my truck. Oh, hell But when I looked harder, she wasn't there. What? Well, like I said earlier, truck drivers see something new every day. This was certainly new. I began to walk toward the rear of my truck, scanning the field with my flashlight for any trace of the girl I just saw. When I reached the back, no trace. It must have been a trick of the eyes. I wasn't even really fully awake yet. It's fine. I glanced over my shoulder. No cars at the pumps, and the clerk definitely hadn't noticed me. I felt... Quote, the call of the wild coming on and didn't feel much like walking into the store wearing my pajamas. I was in the middle of nowhere and no one could see me, so I figured, no harm, no foul. I stood at the rear of the trailer and did my business, looking around for that girl again, also hoping that she wasn't hiding behind something and watching me do this. (laughs) Yeah. I put everything away and walked to the driver's side of my truck toward the cab. I took the last couple of puffs of my cigarette and flung it into the parking lot. I used my keys to unlock the truck and popped the door open. Just as I planted my foot on the fairing, I heard a distinct giggle. Ew. A girl's giggle. I stepped back down, shined the flashlight around. Nothing. (sighs) Just get in the truck. Drive away. (laughs) This is getting kind of creepy, I said aloud. He heard me. A small girl's voice answered back. (gasps) I jumped backward away from the truck. (laughs) The voice had come from inside the cab. Nope. Something was wrong. Nope. I had nope. the entire truck locked up while I was walking around. There's no way that someone nope. could have gotten in without breaking a window. Stealing myself for what was going to be an uncomfortable encounter at the least, I took a step up on the fairing and leaned my head into the truck. Is anyone in here? I hit the switch to turn on the sleeper berth light. I climbed in. I put a knee on the seat and peered into the sleeper berth. Good night. A soft voice said, which seemed to emanate from all around me. I flinched as I heard the word and felt a cold chill run through my body. No. I slid off the seat and stood up in the cab, bumping my temple off the <laughs> overhead storage bins. No. I looked around the sleeper. No one was there. No. 
something inhuman. I turned around and shuffled into the cab to close the door when I saw the young girl standing outside my truck on the pavement. God damn it. <laughs> looking up at me with lifeless eyes. Those eyes, you see, weren't meant for a person. They were designed for a predator, and all of a sudden I felt like prey. I reached forward and slammed the door shut and flicked the lock. I quickly, very quickly, decided that I was not staying here for the rest of the night. Yep. Smart move. I turned, <laughs> I turned the key and heard my truck's motor rumble to life, along with a familiar, annoying buzzing that was my air pressure gauge telling me that I didn't have enough air to release the brakes. <laughs> I took a, <laughs> took a glass out the window, glance out the window, and there she stood still as a tree, nope. looking up at me and smiling. I didn't want to get any closer to the window until I was ready to get my truck moving. This was wrong, and I didn't want any part of this. That girl wasn't human, at least not anymore. It was almost as if she was something so inhuman that it would take the form of a human. It's hard for me to explain, and I feel sick thinking about it. I heard the siren shut off and hit the valves to supply air to my brake system. As the system began to air up, the siren came on again. Screw this, I thought to myself. I have enough to get out of here. I disengaged the clutch, ground the truck into gear, and roared out of the parking lot like the devil himself was behind me, which for all I knew, he was. I looked in my side mirror as I was about to start turning right and saw the girl washed in the red and amber glow of the running lights. She was smiling at me and waving. I flew through my gears as quickly as they would let me as I got back into the interstate. I drove about... 45 minutes repeatedly hitting the switch to turn on my interior lights to look around the cab and the sleeper <laughs> before finally spotting a larger truck stop at the next exit. After backing into one of the few remaining spots left, I shut off my lights and turned on the sleeper berth light as I walked into the back, then paused. At the store, I had bought a souvenir. Nothing fancy, just a postcard with a picture of Arkansas on it. I also had bought a new knife. I had never even taken the knife out of the box. I remember putting the postcard into a drawer for safekeeping. The point of the blade had been driven directly into the spot on I-40 where I had originally stopped for the night. Oh, the no. The blade had been driven in deep, pegging the postcard to my nightstand. It took me several minutes just to work the knife loose. Thankfully, when I turned the postcard over, no message had been left for me. Yeah. To this day, I don't know what I saw. I hear other truckers talk of strange things. U.S. highways, interstates, state routes, but I've never mentioned my experience. I've always felt that just by mentioning her, I'd walk back out to my truck, and there she would be, sitting on the bunk and waiting for me. I threw the postcard away, tossed the knife in a dumpster. I got another <laughs> postcard from Arkansas just to keep the collection going. I've got 36 <laughs> so far. <laughs> Holy crap. I feel like I would have to get a new truck after that. I'd be like, no, she's tainted it. It's she's in here. touched it. She was in like here. It. The waving is creepier than the smiling. I don't know. I don't like the giggle. And also the whole oh, yeah, voice in, the voice inside the whole truck where it was just like it came from everywhere. That well, is yeah, and I don't like that she's suddenly Ill. outside of it and just standing. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Don't touch the knife either. Mm-mm. Gross. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to round this out with uh, talking about some trucker murders. Trucker murderers. Some horrible people. <laughs> These are just short little blurbies. If there's somebody that's particularly interesting, Erica and I may end up doing a Patreon on one of them, mm. maybe. I feel like that would be appropriate. Mm. Okay, so this guy's name is Edward Surratt. Surratt? Okay. Sure. Surratt? Okay, Surratt. Surratt. Let's call him Surratt. <laughs> 
Surratt. No, he's a murderer. He's Surratt. <laughs> so between 1977 and 1978, so only one year, over two dozen individuals were randomly murdered along the highways of Pennsylvania and Ohio. Long-haul <laughs> trucker Edward Surratt would break into homes inhabited by couples, immediately shoot and kill the male, then kidnap R-word and kill the female. Ew. He was arrested in 78 for R-wording a mother and a daughter in front of their bound husband and father. However, the police suspected him of a total of 18 murders. Wow. In 2007, he finally confessed to six unsolved slayings that plagued the Ohio area for 30 years. That guy is an asshole. Yeah, no one likes him. No. Joe Metheny. In the mid-90s, he killed two prostitutes, dismembered their bodies, and stored their body parts in his freezer. Following his eventual arrest, he claimed he used human flesh mixed in with hamburger meat and sold it to customers at his hamburger stand. Yeah. Working as a truck driver in 94, Metheny developed a desire to kill and consume people. It was during this time that his wife left him, taking along their son and setting off the rage-filled monster within him. Uh, Wayne Adam Ford. In November 1998, long-haul trucker Wayne Adam Ford calmly walked into the Humboldt County Sheriff's Office in Eureka, California. Hey, that's close by. And presented them with a woman's severed breast. He shocked authorities even further when he confessed to murdering four women between 97 and 98, possibly more. He picked up young white hitchhikers during his truck routes. Women, ladies, everyone, stop hitchhiking, please. He would then R-word and kill them in his truck, then keep their bodies for several days before disposing of them. He confessed to his crimes because God told him to do so. He was arrested and sentenced to death for murders, for the murders. That's at least a silver lining. Uh, Timothy J. Vagadis? Sure. (laughs) Was a Minnesota truck driver who kidnapped young women and kept them in a torture room inside his truck. Which he called. Oh my god! He called it the Twilight Express. He wore fangs and forced his victims to also wear fangs as well. Was he before. into Twilight? Is that why? I don't even mean that as a joke. Like, was he? I don't know, but he would chip. So he would force his victims to wear fangs as well before chipping their teeth down into actual fangs. He was arrested during a routine truck stop inspection when inspectors saw bruises on his young female passenger and learned that she had a protection order against him. Turns out he kidnapped the 19-year-old girl, who was a relative, and kept her in his truck for six months. That's horrifying. The Wow. I, oh. Nobody should travel alone, and if you must, bring a taser. I'm actually... I've got a taser in my Amazon cart right now i'm I'm ready to purchase oh did i ever tell you which one i got yeah you did okay cool (laughs) i'm getting that one okay get the hot pink (laughs) not because it's like it's so that i can find it in my purse see it in your dark purse because all purses are like caves it is true i'm able to see it neon sean was trying to find my bright pink wallet in my purse and he was like i can't even find it i reached right in and find it but you know he was like it's it wasn't there (laughs) like I assure you, it was it's there. <laughs> hey, I have a good one. Okay. So I'm not going to read about any more of these oh, I have truckers. One too, actually, I have, I have one called the Fog. Oh no! <laughs> Do 
that one. I'm not going to read on mine if you I'm not going to read about any more of these asshole truck drivers. I think we might do one on Patreon, but these they're so dark and horrible. So I'm going to share one that Erica's probably going to hate because she hates the movie The Fog because it scares so her. Scary. <laughs> okay, never so spend the night in a lighthouse. <laughs> where I'm that's like all, the only place I want to live in a lighthouse. <laughs> I will not visit you there. Far from humans. Treehouse? Oh. Love. Love if it's house. like the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, then yes. Yeah, that's fine. Except we can kill those children because they were mean to animals. Yeah, those children gotta go. I told you that I tried to watch it and I got yeah, so upset. Yeah, it's like animal abuse left and right. Oh, no God. Things. They, like, throw these poor dogs into, like, the most intense turbulent water I've ever seen and they're clearly terrified and upset and then the little shitty kid rides the little shitty kid rides on a fucking mother turtle trying to make her way back into the ocean i was like (laughs) if i ever meet you i will try really hard not to slap you bye (laughs) i'm fun in here ah this guy's name is hard spank 916 (laughs) i'm very excited (laughs) This story is called The Fog. (laughs) I was driving for Costco a few years back. It was around this time of year. That makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Reddit. We usually took... It was around, you know, that time. Oh, it's the holiday season. Okay, there we go. We usually took extra toy shipments to various locations due to the holiday season. There we go. I felt like that sentence was out of out of order. It was. I like it. All Not right. disappointing so far. Okay. We got a call, got a call that one of our locations in rural Kentucky. T- t- Kentucky. <laughs> I've been there. Sounds great. So, Everything's tin. Kentucky. <laughs> we can open a little shop there. Everything is made of tin. Welcome to Kentucky. <laughs> if it can't be made with tin, you don't need it. And we sure don't have it. We sure don't. <laughs> we even have the book written tin tin. <laughs> the tin man's our mascot. <laughs> oh my god. People give our store ten out of ten. <laughs> Why can't I read? This is the worst. <laughs> Jordan, shout out. Grief burrito. Jordan and I both can't read. We suffer the same. Okay, anyway. I'm going to start this over again. <laughs> Got a call that one of our locations in rural Kentucky. Sorry, not Kentucky. Uh, needed to restock their giant Spider-Man dolls. Oh, they knew I was a fast driver, so I was giving—I was given the last-minute late-night duty. I loaded my truck and headed out on the 265, wherever that is. I, it was around 3 a.m. when I started to have this eerie feeling. I chalked mm-hmm. it up to just being tired and popped a couple of no-dos. Side note, oh, I man. used to take no-dos, like, all the time when I was working. It works. When I was working at uh, Virgin... When I had to do, like, red eyes, oh. no-dose, followed by, as soon as we landed, taking a Benadryl so I can go to sleep. Oh, God, yeah, my I poor liver. I powdered up no-dose and took it all at once. 
That is that terrible. That was a bad idea. <laughs> I was so wired. I had to run around the building where I was hanging out at and do laps. I was like, guys, I'll be right back. And I did. It was like midnight running in the dark. <laughs> oh, my God. Through a parking lot. Jesus. Glad you're it still went, alive. It zipped right to the old heart. <laughs> Your brain's like, nah. I'm so awake. I could run to Kentucky for it now. <laughs> I want to go. Uh, what would I buy? <sighs> what would I make? What would I want? Made out of tin. Mm, uh, maybe. Mm, I don't just know. Buy tin foil. <laughs> I was gonna say they better have some really set? cool, cool things made out of tin, like tin magnet. You gotta get that. Oh, for sure. Really <laughs> tin cool tin, uh, tin bottle postcard. opener. Cool um, fridge magnet. Yeah, mm, all that good stuff. I like it. Tin okay. earrings. We need some jewelry out of tin. I want a dress out of tin. <laughs> Here for it. I'll get a scarf. <laughs> Great. <laughs> when I wrap it around my neck, it'll just be like. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Ah. Uh, so what the hell was? Oh, no dos. Okay. There we go. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> We're back. Okay. So had his no dos. Tic tacs. Maybe tin tacs. <laughs> Ooh, you can get Altoids in a tin. Ah. Uh, yes. Great. Great. Tin art. Mm. Lots of local mm. art. <laughs> yes. So anyway, after he took his no-dos, uh, the road started to fog up. I mean, more so than any other time before or since. It got to the point where I had to pull off to the side and wait. There weren't any other cars on the road, and I was ahead of time, so I figured I could wait until it cleared up a bit. About five minutes of sitting still in silence, my truck goes dead. Uh-uh. No lights, no engine, nada. I try my CB, but I can't get anyone on. I check my cell phone, and of course, there is no signal. As I'm sitting there contemplating my next move, I hear what sounds like a child crying. It slowly <laughs> morphs into a woman crying. Or at least, that's what it sounded like to me. Barf. Now I'm a big man. 6'3", 250, Ooh, but I refused to exit. <laughs> I refused to exit my cab. Oh. I did roll down my window and asked if oh anybody gosh. needed help. Oh. At this point, the crying stopped. Mm. Then I heard what sounded like a sinister laugh. At that point, no. I felt like the laughter was directed at me. Mm. Uh, in the fog. I rolled up my window, <laughs> and it seemed like the more scared I became, the louder the laugh went. And then as soon as it started, it stopped. And then just like that, my truck started back up and the fog dissipated. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> I drove out of there like a bat out of hell. I get to the next truck stop and pull in. I run to the bathroom and pour water on my face and ask myself, did that really just happen? Uh-huh. Next time I'm going to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> safe there. <laughs> the only safe place. It's the only safe place. Only um, okay, I want to read this one. We can, if we want. Please, let's end on this pause. Yes. yes, on yours. Okay. 
My boyfriend is a truck driver. Gross. Apparently, does midnight runs. Oddly enough, I asked him this question myself a few days ago. Like, what's the weirdest thing that happened to you? Mm. He told me that one night he was getting ready to park in a lot next to a truck stop. He said it looked like there was no lights, no cars, no sign of anyone, but he said, screw it. He was tired. Mm-mm. He woke up the next morning, parked on the side of the road with three highway patrol vehicles behind him. <gasps> he was about 50 miles away from the truck stop he parked at. What? Thing is, he was sleeping in his camper the whole time. He has no idea how he got on the side of the road, and logic says someone tried stealing the truck had su- like succeeded. Oh, and shit. And then they saw him back there and were like, yeah, shit. <laughs> and the police convinced him of this happening as they saw a man in a black jumpsuit running away from his truck into a nearby <gasps> field. Even then, he still feels uneasy about the whole situation because oh. apparently the doors are still locked from the inside Burr, and there was burr. no real sign of anyone trying to break in. So the cops know that, that area is spooky, spooky, and they were like, <laughs> It's okay. We've totally seen this before. It's uh, no big deal. Yeah, it's just old tin. It's old tin. tin. <laughs> it's old tin. tin. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> uh, that's old tin, it's Tom. Like... <laughs> old TT. <laughs> old TT. <laughs> He's up to no good. <laughs> Horrible, right? That's gross. I hated that one. <laughs> that's icky. It is icky. It's Why? no good. Why? No enough. Did it Not say where this was? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I don't like that, you know, some of these, they're like, oh, this was on my way to blah, blah. And in somewhere in the middle, I'm like, where did this happen? Where do <laughs> I need to avoid? It all costs. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. Oh. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. maybe we just avoid all roads. Mm. That makes sense. But then you have to take to the skies, and that could be UFO territory. Don't like it. <laughs> Not a fan of traveling on water. And that can only get you so many places. <laughs> Options are train limited. Mm. Train. Ah. I yes. love me a good choo choo. <laughs> choo choos are safe. Are they, though? <laughs> Nothing ever bad happened on a choo-choo. <laughs> Next episode, horrible things that have happened on trains. On choo-choos. <laughs> oh, no. Tin choo-choo train. That would be in the store. All right. That's what, that's what our next episode is. <laughs> Terrible shit that happens on choo-choos. You heard it here first. We could do that on Patreon. We could do a choo-choo episode. Maybe. <laughs> Should I spin the wheel? I really like the idea of choo-choos, but Well, fine. let's see. Let's see what happens. We can we can compare and contrast. Okay. Play that ditty. Franklin House? Is it a haunting? I'm assuming so, but I don't know. Oh, well, maybe Franklin Castle? It is a it is the Franklin House that I was thinking of. It was oh, in Ghost okay. Hunters. Um also called the John Stoughton House. Wow, there's another house called Franklin Castle 
Mm-hmm. And I think I've read about this house before. That's really weird. Mm. And they're different, but that's just funny that, like, they led yeah. <laughs> an article I've read. Oh, well, we could do either. We could do the Franklins. Mm. Both of the Franklins. Okay. We can have people pick. I Okay, between choo-choos and the Franklins. <laughs> Sounds good. Haunted Franklin houses. Or, or choo-choos. Or, yeah. Murder murder trains. <laughs> um, Haunted murder trains. All right. So at this point, we don't know what we're going to be covering next week because we're going to put up a poll. And by the time we record, by the time you hear this, you're probably, have, you will have already chosen if we're going to do Not choo-choos. Even known it. We're going to do choo-choos or Haunted Franklin's. <laughs> Yay. It's cool, though. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, I hope you guys Choo-choo enjoyed baby. some gross, scary, <laughs> yuckies involving trucks. And if you know a truck driver, thank them, because they are the reason for all of your goods in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thing I was going to mention, hmm. was this on the <laughs> on what? the deleted cut or not? The clueless uh, phone? That was on the deleted cut. Oh, man, you guys missed out. <laughs> So sorry. <laughs> Erica oh had a really cool phone. Yeah. End of story. Oh, man. If, you got, if anyone owned the Clueless hands-free phone where you had the four voice changer options uh, with the belt buckle and the extended headset with cord, let me know. I want to know who you were up to no good calling on that phone because we all know you were. Up to no good. Erica so. used to call radio stations with in the voice, phone. in the weird voices, with my fifty foot long cord <laughs> to make it to the kitchen and eat snacks. Because <laughs> oh. guys, I was cool. Hmm. I still have it. Cool. It's in the attic. Hmm. I'll try. To Maybe one it. day we'll make a jaunt up into Erica's attic or her parents. Oh attic yeah, live stream see. it. <laughs> that would be a disaster, but also great. Also perfect that'll be great it'll be a good welcome home liana well, let's get in the attic True. okay <laughs> let's go to the attic it's starting to be summertime and it's about 90 degrees up here perfect let's go <laughs> yay uh, all right well this is the night guys podcast join us next week when we talk about mm, something mm. i don't know what no one knows nobody knows Future you guys do us knows <laughs> all right well i'm liana <laughs> Hi, America. All right, bye. Bye.